Sir, the envoys from the Ottoman Empire are here to discuss terms. Send them in. We've come to discuss the terms of your surrender. You dare speak to me this way? We come with a message from the king. I do not care about your petulant king. How dare you enter my chambers without removing your turbotons? Seize these men. Show them the proper respect that I deserve. No! 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 Welcome to Scatterbrain Podcast, episode 84. And a busy day today, Dan? Uh, you know, not really. Not too bad. Just... Weren't you just at soccer? You were yeah, at soccer, just soccer right? games and just having to deal with my car. I took my car to get fixed because it was leaking. Oh. I got it home and it's still leaking. And now it like squeaks when you start it up, like the belt squeal for the first bit, which didn't do that before. So lovely cars back and they're supposedly supposedly it's ready now. But it's just like, oh, I hate dealing with car shit, especially when a car stuff is funny. Car stuff is a pain in the ass, man. Yeah. Especially because yeah. I needed to get around, you know what I mean? Yeah. Thank, well, thank you, Kent, for being here for two weeks and about a week of that. He worked on my old Camry and he was out there like every day for three straight days, you know, full days just doing stuff. He cleaned the inside even. It's like, wow, thanks. Wow. Yeah. So now I, I now I owe him. <laughs> what? No, no. He slept on the, the cot thing. I made it a little, his own little room, you know, it's that big, nice cot, the expensive one. Yeah. So he was here. Uh, well, he went down to, um, to Campo a couple of times to help some old lady. Fix her car. Oh, we've heard of Campo before, episode nine, where we talked about that death trap. Oh, that's where he went. That was yeah. the house where he was staying before. And he went down there to help her get her car running because she was going to get evicted. This is like an 89 oh year my old God. lady. Yeah. This is an 89 year old lady, and the owners are going to evict them because her car hasn't moved in a couple of years. That just seems shitty to me. And it's in the middle yeah. of Campo, dude. Campo's in the middle of nowhere. There's no so one around her. It's just, it's this little house like out, plopped out in the middle of the desert. Who the fuck's going to care for cars parked there? Doesn't make any sense. So he was there for a few days. He got that going. So anyway, thank you, Kent. Now I owe him a shitload of money. Yeah, well, you got to hang around with you. That's got to be worth something. Sort of. I mean, we didn't get to really do anything, especially we didn't go out to eat. We didn't go out to eat or anything. Man. Just worked on the car and then slept most of the time. So yeah. Did he drive out but, here or did he fly? He flew and then he used he used my Buick to get, you know, get around because that was the whole point of him working on my car was to get it moving. And then he could use that car. And then the battery was dead. And then it was like he put a new starter, then a new radiator, one thing after another. And next thing you know, he's like all stressed. He's on day three. And I'm like, like you know, what? just just I'm leaving my job. I don't have to go to work now. Just take the Buick. And he was like, oh, OK. And then he took off and did his thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, made it hopefully. Right. You got it back. It's all good now. What's that? The Buick? Yeah, the car, whatever car you took out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, he did work on that, too. So I'm just like, oh, well, thanks, you know. So, yeah, you got my stuff kind of going. I still need a battery for the Camry, but now it's all nice and shiny. There you go. Well, yeah, you know, little so things. There you go. A couple little so, steps forward, you know. Yeah. And my old boss came by today and gave me some of my stuff from the other job. And she said she missed me and all that stuff. So that was kind of nice. But it was it's kind of sad. I don't know. I liked her. But yeah. I'm in a much more relaxed and stress-free environment, so it's all good. It's got to be worth um, something for sure. Do you ever get any time? Do you ever get any time to yourself at all, ever? Um, the best times are late at night. 
when everyone's yeah. asleep. So after hockey, you know, if we don't play and we don't finish the game till midnight, then I'm up until like three in the morning. So that's your, uh, you, that's your you time. Huh? Really just listen to podcasts, listen to music. Yeah. You know, just kind of relax. I got a few, whatever, maybe if I'm listening to whatever album we're going to review this week or that week or whatever, just whatever it is, you know? Yeah. It depends. Now that things have normalized a little bit in terms of a schedule for me, uh, I'm not doing the whole waking up at falling asleep, just, I don't know, waking up at weird hours and then sleeping. Um, but sometimes that's nice too. If you wake up, I wake up at like three, stay up for an hour or two and then go back to sleep for a little bit. I miss being up all night. I miss the graveyard shift. I really do. That's so bad for you though. That's what I've heard. I've heard it takes years off your life even. Yeah. Like smoking. Well, you know what? I could cut five years. <laughs> yeah. I could live five years longer by stopping smoking, but that's five years longer of not smoking. Fuck that. I'm yeah. not doing that. Well, everyone has priorities. Yeah, no, it's right. It's for sure. And you can make jokes or comments. Everyone can make a judgment about it. But I mean, it's definitely uh, there's a component of addiction, but it's also one of those sometimes for a lot of people and myself included, like a right time and place kind of thing. You know, some people who just like it, like you are just like, yeah, I like it. What is it that you enjoy about it so much? Uh, it's a stress reliever. If I get stressed out, it's I'll puff down a cigarette, but and also when you're at work, it's the best excuse you can have to just go outside for 10 minutes and take your break. Otherwise, people who don't smoke never do How that. How is that? I know, right? How was that? That's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, it. why don't people just take their 10 minute break and go outside without having to smoke? It's strange. Well, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. Do. Yeah, some people do. I'm sure they do. But, you know, anyway, but I don't, you know, I don't really actually smoke that much, you know, pack every like three, maybe four days. It's not like I'm a pack a day kind of guy. So, yeah. Yeah, I knew one guy that smoked like three packs a day and it was literally chain, 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 the constant. His car was so disgusting. At some point, he was just like, everything was just covered in ash. You know what I mean? How is that even possible smoking that much? Literally lighting one with the, with the previous one. Literally, constantly. Yeah, I still don't see how it's even possible. How you have, he must have smoked half cigarettes or something because there's not enough no, time in the day. No, dude, this guy would just like, you hear just crackle, crackle, crackle. He'd knock him, knock one back. And I want to say three drags, but probably not three drags. But Jesus. Yeah, it was crazy. He just would suck them down. So if a cigarette lasts roughly eight minutes, there's 20 cigarettes in a pack and you're smoking three packs a day. What is 60 times eight minutes? Oh, I guess there is enough time in the day. Never mind. You have to have time it, to like constant. He just, I, I don't think he worked. He was on like disability or something. So he just was at home on the computer and whatever he was doing, bullshitting around all day, but all smoke, day, smoke, 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 all day long. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah Something I, people have enjoyed for thousands of years, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I read an article actually, uh, that was talking about this discovery in Utah, Northern Utah, this place called the wishbone site. Uh -huh. And I guess, I think it was in like 2015 they had these guys had discovered what was a looked like an open hearth you know people were cooking and stuff like that and so over the course of many years of research they actually found four burned tobacco seeds that were in this the site and they dated it to about 12.3 thousand years ago which pushes back tobacco use in humans by I guess like thousands of years and they found it and the site contained all kinds of stuff, you know, uh, food fragments, bone and egg, you know, tools and that type of thing. And it was kind of cool. I guess like at one point this was a, a marshland where now I guess in this area, it's all dry, bone dry, but they think that the humans were there for a while. And then when things dried up, they just moved on. 
That's interesting. It's funny that you brought up smoking. <laughs> it keeps getting all these dates keep getting pushed back with humanity, don't they? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? It's just like more evidence that we know so little about history of humans and then of the planet, not to mention the planet, you know? Right. So it's exciting. And you just, to me, I just begs the question. It's like, what is it? What else don't we know? There's so much right. we don't know. Wow. Yeah. Kind of amazing when you think about it. And so you, you, we've talked about this before. You think this is, or, and I agree with you, but only one of many iterations of, of humans, right? I mean, well, it's gotta be. I mean, you think how young hum, humans are compared to the age of the earth. I mean, but it just, just keeps getting be. pushed back further it and d- further and further. I mean, it does. But when does it get pushed back to where there is no humans? And then, and then how do you find out? I don't think you could ever find out if there was another another sort of like intelligent being on this planet that ever existed. You know, how would you ever find that out though? You would never have any evidence. Yeah. You'd never, it's barely, I mean, we're fi- barely finding things that are 12,000 years old. I mean, that's a rare thing, you know, granted this is organic matter, not, you know, other stuff, but still that's not very long in the grand scheme of things, 12,000 years. No, it's not. It's not at all. How long do they figure humans? Whoa. What happened? Ooh, you hear that? I did. What was that? Oh, 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 oh I got to pause. Oh, 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 sorry. It's uh, a <laughs> music. It's, 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 um, it was the music I had cued to listen to this morning. It was that band that I sent you uh, not, not too long ago, that band called uh, Demolizer or Demolizer. What is it? Demolizer? I think it's Demolizer. Demolizer. Now, is that as in demon or to demolish? I, I took it as to demolish. That's how I took it too. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, cool. Let's talk about that one. Okay. All right, dude. This was a lucky find, I think, for me anyway. Um, yeah. So all- I meant to, you realize that. Uh, well, go ahead. I, let's start over here. Uh, there's just some other man. Start over. Editing. Editing. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, so this demolizer. It's only an EP. It's called Upgrade, which I thought was kind of a cool name for an EP. But um, it came out in 2021. It was October 1st, 2021. Like I said, it's an EP, so it's only four songs, 16 minutes, 42 seconds. But um, I sent this thing to you saying, hey, I think this is this, this is pretty good. I, did, I couldn't find much more music of theirs. I want to hear a full album, but did you, I like this. Did you like this? Uh, well, you know, it does not surprise me in the least that you like this. This is right down your alley, just in a straightforward big, thrash, thrash. Like you look, you look at, you look up thrash in the, in the dictionary and this is what comes at you, you know? The uh, resurgence of thrash, I think of more, you know, pure straightforward thrash. Yep. Yeah. So these guys are demolizer, demolizer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They're from Copenhagen, Denmark. Which, Ian, you realize this is the second Whoa. Danish band in a row that we've talked about. That is suggested both of them. Is that just a coincidence? That is, I didn't know where these guys were from. That is an absolute, honest to God coincidence. That just trips me out. Weird. Huh. Maybe that's why they suggested this band to me um, on oh, Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so you were listening to the other one and then that, that was like you might also like yeah you know like on you know on similar to you know similar yes. to certain by like the that. way spotify i think the scatterbrains are making waves ian because spotify changed their interface shortly after we talked about it <laughs> i dude i noticed that too i noticed that too it's so funny yeah. yeah cuz mine mine actually kind of i i found that interface that you said you didn't like um, it kind of popped up on mine briefly and then went away like the next day. And I was like, oh, thank God, because that was terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It was terrible. I like I like it this way now, kind of like more the old way, which is it might say recently listened to. 
instead of just scrolling all that, you can go like sideways, left and right and see that. And then you have just fit more information, more relevant information on the page. Right, right. Yeah. So anyway, back any- to these guys, they were formed in 2018. Although it's worth noting that I guess they they existed as a different name called Rad, it's R-A-D-T-S-K-A-F-F-E-N, Radscaffen, Rads, something like that. And they were, huh. they were, that was from 2014 to 2018. And then they changed their name to Demolizer. Now it looks like the bassist, along with the guitarist slash vocalist, changed the band's name and then changed up the, the band, you know, maybe direction. I didn't go back and listen to that band or I don't know anything about it, but. Yeah, they have another EP and then an album from last year as well. And um, it's a good call changing their name. Definitely. I don't even know what the hell that other name means. I don't know. I didn't even look it up or anything. So I don't know. This is four songs. Um, mm-hmm. They're all thrash. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm not, I get it. Like I said, it's not, I'm not surprised in any way to hear that you like it. True. But I, I do like it. I do. I do. Yeah. It's, it's straightforward thrash. It sounds to me, what I like about it is it actually reminds me in a way of Power Trip. The guitar tone actually sounds a lot alike and the riffing kind of sounds a lot alike. But those just speak to what they really are, which was the resurgence of the music that we love. You know, you think track, what is it? Track uh, Torture and Insanity. That one reminds me of that same riff is like the same riff at the beginning of Inner Self from Sepultura. Not the same, but I heard it. I'm like, where do I know that from? Where do I know that from? Just straight thrash. Similar. Yeah. Yeah. Straight thrash. Doesn't they, they doesn't they don't sound like Power Trip? They don't sound like Sepultura, but just some of the riffs and stuff harken back to that old style. So I like it for sure. Yeah, I do too. Um, it, it's kind of addicting. I think it's kind of addicting. Um, that you know, come to think of it, you're right. There is a there is an intro. I think to that same song you're talking about. You said you thought it sounded like Sepultura? Yeah, if you listen to that main riff and then you go and you listen to the beginning of Inner Self. Okay. Yeah. Because I I and I kind of heard um the beginning of that 2017 album by Power Trip. You know, the very yeah. uh, soul, soul sacrifice. It sounds yep. kind of like that beginning part. So maybe uh, well, they say that their influence power trip was Sepultura. So I guess it goes in full circle. Maybe uh maybe they got it from Sepultura too, if that's the case, you know. But yeah, this is four fucking good songs, I think. Yeah, I really like it. It's nothing groundbreaking, but it's just good no. thrash. If you like thrash, you, you just want that. It's good. Yeah, I like the singer too. Yeah, they came and now they came out with um they came out with an EP the year they came out. You said 2017 or 18 when they first came out. Uh, 2018 was okay. when they changed names and released the EP that's called, called Ghoul. Ghoul, right? Now I haven't listened to that, but um. I'm going to now. Then they came out with their full length album in 2020. And uh, I hope they're not just going to release this EP this year and do something else. I didn't look that up, but yeah, I want to hear a full album. I didn't go back and listen to their whole catalog. You have to figure that if they release an album in 2020, that that yeah, was no. what they were working on before and then probably very limited ability or willingness uh-huh. to work on it. So to get, what is this? Four songs, right? Yeah. Four tracks. Yeah. Get, out, get four songs out and get it out there. Pretty good. Probably, probably, probably do another full length next year or the year after. It's probably a build up to yeah. that. Same. They're probably going to do that formula: an EP, then an album, then an EP. Yeah, that makes sense. But are they from the same part of Denmark? I did. I didn't know they were even from Denmark. They're from Copenhagen. I don't remember where. Um, what was the last band? I got such a bad memory for that stuff. It's we're always living in the future. 
That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> what was the oh, band we reviewed last week? Uh, Six String Slaughter. That's right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think they're from Copenhagen. I don't recall. No. But mm-hmm. I don't recall there ever being that many like metal bands at all out of Denmark. Period. And then to have two in a row like this is kind of weird. Yeah, I would think more that would be more like black metal, right? Think about from it. from Denmark. I, yeah. I thought that was more like Norway and Finland, and I don't know. I just can't recall another Denmark, a Danish thrash band. Where's, Be- Where's Beast from? Isn't Beast from Denmark too? Or are they from Sweden? Oh, I think based. Beast. I think they are from Denmark. I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. I think maybe they are. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it was Finland. I can't remember. Yeah, this is a good band. I like it. Would you care to rate it? Do I'm gonna go first, or what do you, what do you think? Oh, you can go first. It's fine. Well, you know, it's an EP. Yeah. So, but just just think of the music, though. Yes, it's hard to say. Like I said, it's nothing groundbreaking, but it's good. I like this better than some of the other albums that I've given an eight, but not as much as things I've given a nine rating to. Right? I mean, I think like like we gave I gave Pile of Priests nine and a half. I think it gave Mofu a nine. I and a half. Did I give it nine and a half as well? I think we both did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what what did we give a nine? What have I given a nine to? What's something I've given a nine to? I thought I gave Mofu a nine. Uh, I don't know. I gave Enforced a nine. I gave um, Oxygen Destroyer a nine. I think I gave Steel Bearing th- Hand a nine. What did I give Oxygen Destroyer? Was that an eight and a half? I think you might have given it a nine, maybe really? at least eight and a half, but maybe a nine. Yeah, because that yeah. was a good one. And so this is like really good too, you know? Yep. But mm-hmm. it's four songs. So I kind of like struggle with do I give it like an eight? Do I give it an eight and a half? Just because it's, you know, it is good. I, I enjoy it. There's not a bad song on this thing. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that on a four star scale, I would give it a four out of five just because it is an EP and it's, you know, fits the formula, which is not a bad thing. I mean, we talked about it with Cryptic Mutation. It follows a formula and Cryptic Mutation, that album kicks ass, you know? So um, yep. that's a long roundabout way of saying that I, I'll give it, uh, I have it here, eight to eight and a half game time decision, but <laughs> I think probably an eight and a half just because I see so much yep. potential in there. Yep, same here. Eight and a half, definitely. It's it. Yeah. This is my kind of music, completely. So, yeah. But yeah, you couldn't give you ma- couldn't give it a nine. Now, if if they came out with thirty eight minutes of a, a full album, right? Instead of four songs, they put ten or or nine or something like that. Well, be- I give it an eight and a half. I, I gave it an eight and a half because I I don't I don't put this in the same category as Enforced or yeah. or Oxygen or Oxygen Destroyer, which I gave a nine. So. If I don't like them quite that much, then it's an eight and a half. You know, do I like them more than Cryptic Mutation? About the same, actually. So eight and a half. Yeah, yeah. And a half. that sounds right. Cool. Yeah, this is a pretty good one. Uh, once again, we're talking about Upgrade, the four-track EP from Demolizer or Demolizer. What is it? Is it Demolizer or Demolizer? It must be Demolizer. Demolizer. That's that's the, that's what comes off. Easy. It makes more sense. It makes more sense. Yeah. Well, because with good. the L, it has an L in it. Otherwise, it would be de- Demonizer, right? So, but it's Demolizer. So yeah, Demolition. That Demolizer, yeah. I think it's right. It's yeah, kinda, the cover right. of it too is just so so thrash too, you know? <laughs> oh, it's completely thrash. I know. It's, and it's yeah. got the green in it and everything with the guy and the... Yeah. Yep. He looks almost like a combination of a Terminator and... I don't know what the hell that thing is. Zombie or something. He's got the Looks laser like eyes and then he's like burning away his rotting flesh and underneath it's exposing... His, he's like a cyborg or something yeah but the songs are ghoul and torture and it's insan- torture slash insanity no torture insanity get out of my way and king of the hill <laughs> did you have a favorite song 
You know, I like them all, but I think probably Torture Insanity. Yeah, I think the same. Um, they were all good, though. So um, shall we move on to this wonderful human being that we're going to talk about today? Yeah, we should. I Like last week, we talked with Marianne from Death is Everything about vampires, and we covered all kinds of sort of like fun and interesting ground and all kinds of random stuff. And one of the topics we talked about but didn't get too deep into was something that I wanted to talk about more this week, which was the man that sort of I always learned was the inspiration or the basis for the character Dracula. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I think you I think you did a lot of research on on this guy too. And that's that's how he came up with it. Yeah. And he something. is he is Vlad the Impaler. Good old Vlad, another Vlad that we love, right? Um, yeah. or or Vlad Dracula. Um I think Dra- Dracul or Dracule or whatever was the family name, apparently. And he was the voivode or voivod of Wallachia. Three different basically times. Basically a leader, a leader. Yeah, but I, I never knew that Voivod, like the band, that's what that meant. I had no idea. I read that and I was like, oh, that's where Voivod comes from. Um, but he was the Voivod of, of Wallachia three times between 1448 and his death in 1476 or 1477. They don't quite know. But um, yeah, what a trip, right? Because think of if you think about it and you read the story, I don't know about how much you want to go into the nuance of the story, but there's a lot. Yeah, yeah there's a lot. And it's a constant battle for power it's like right to me what i think about when i think of like medieval treachery and alliances and the these people trying to get control and maintain power you know and you hear he was as a kid he was held hostage you know basically black his father was blackmailed you know and to for allegiance to the ottoman empire uh his father and older brother were eventually murdered and all kinds of things and if you fall you rise and fall in and out of power three times. That's very turbulent political and military times. I guess I don't know if military is the way. Yeah, he had to fight to get it back big time. And then um, I, I think he was eventually jailed and then he died in jail or something. Um, but he was a second son. Like you said, he had a brother, an oldest brother, an older brother, and they were both. I guess that was really common in those days for, you know, for um, the, the heirs or whatever of a different state to be held. And they were treated really well. I mean, they were treated really well. Um, almost like sons of the other of the opposing empire or whatever, but it was a way of garnering or keeping allegiances with each other or forcing an allegiance, right? Right. Though, hey, we're going to take your kids and we're going to launch a cooperation and we'll take care of them and they're all good. But we we got we got to right. you know, we're using this as leverage so we can make sure we're both on the same page here that neither of us is going to screw each other over. It's almost what yeah. it feels like. Now his name was his name was Radu R A D U. And yeah, that was to secure the father's loyalty. Now, um, they were murdered after Hunyadi, John Hunyadi, re, uh, regent governor of Hungary. He invaded Wallachia in 1447. Now, Hunyadi installed Vlad's second son, Vladislav II, as the new voivode. And uh, Hunyadi launched a military campaign against the Ottomans in the autumn of 1448. And uh, Vladislav accompanied him. And Vlad broke into Wallachia with Ottoman support. In October, but Vladislav returned and Vlad sought refuge in the Ottoman Empire before the end of the year. And then uh, he went to Moldavia in 1449 or 50 and later to Hungary. He was just kind of on the run at that point. Yeah, well, you're, again, you're trying to, these guys are trying to take them for to, to gain political, you know, probably military support as well. 
Um, and it was it kind of was, I guess, maybe symbolic of the time, right? Right. There was always all these families fighting for power. And that was kind of like the, the deal, I think, at that time, right? I mean, all these groups of power. The thing that I thought was interesting was that he, the way that he dealt with people, so he was dealt with not so harshly, but yet a victim of being, you know, taken as a child. And the way that he deals with people came to be, he's feared, right? I mean, no, oh, he, he became to be extremely feared. Yeah. He was a murderous bastard, actually. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is he had the name, right? His father was actually Vlad Dracula, which stands for, I guess, Dracula means dragon in Romanian. Right. And I guess the father got that name when he became a member of the uh, Order of the Dragon, which I guess was some society of guys almost like right a bit more almost extreme like, than knights of columbus <laughs> right right not not quite like the uh, masons or anything but yeah yeah and so vlad he came to be came to use the name dracula as a word of dracula meaning the son of dracula or the son of the dragon um and right then, so that's where he started coming to use that name dracula and he even signed it that way yeah yeah he owned it it was on the coat of arms and everything the family coat of arms yeah no, he began, he began to purge. So he was like, really came back into the power and he purged uh, among the Wallachian boyars. I think those are like, like the, the, the really the rich segment of Wallachia. The, they called him the boyars. Now he did that to strengthen his position. He came into conflict with uh, the Transylvanian Saxons who supported his opponent, uh, uh, Dan and Bissarab Loyota, who were Vladislav's brothers and Vlad's illegitimate half-brother, Vlad the Monk. Now, Vlad plundered the Saxon villages, taking the captured people to Wallachia, where he had them impaled, which inspired his, um, his name. Yeah. And peace was restored in 1460. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to do it. Hey, you want to be on my side or be impaled? He was pretty uh, harsh, as I think a lot of those people were at that time. I mean, you'd have to be people had to fear you and believe that you were going to do bad things to them in order to gain the compliance, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, the Ottoman Sultan, um, Mehmed II, ordered Vlad to pay homage to him personally. But of course, you know, he had the Sultan's two convoys, uh, envoys uh, captured and impaled them. <laughs> so they said some of you, know, you have to you have to pay allegiance to me. But instead of, you know, sending back a message, he just fucking straight up impaled the uh, the bringers of the message. Yeah. In February of 1462, he attacked the Ottoman territory. Uh, massacring tens of thousands of Turks and Bulgarians. Now, Mehmed then launched a campaign against him, against Wallachia, to replace Vlad with Vlad's younger brother, Radu. Um, he had an older brother who was killed, but Radu it was his younger brother. Vlad attempted to capture the Sultan, and uh, during the night of June the 16th, 17th of 1462, and the Sultan and the main Ottoman army left Wallachia, but more and more Wallachians deserted to Radu. So he was losing people at this point. He was losing his... Uh, Quote, yeah. loyal subjects. Now, Vlad went to Transylvania to seek assistance from Matthias Corvinus. Now, he was the king of Hungary in uh, 1462, but Corvinus had him imprisoned. So that's how he ended up in jail. And that's where he died? He was in... Well, he was, held, he was held there from 1463 to 1475. So he was in jail a long time. Uh-huh. And it says during this period, anecdotes about his cruelty started to spread in Germany and Italy all throughout Europe. Uh, he was released at the request of Stephen III of Moldavia in the summer of 1475. So I was wrong. He was actually released. And then he, he fought in Corvinus's army against the Ottomans again. Man, he didn't like the Ottomans. 
and he fought the, in Bosnia in 1476. Uh, Hungary and Moldavian troops held helped him to force to flee from Wallachia in November. Basarab returned with Ottoman support before the end of the year. Vlad was killed in battle um, in June of 1477. Books describing Vlad's cruel acts were among the first bestsellers in German-speaking territories. And in yeah. Russia, popular yeah, in Russia, popular stories suggested that he was able to strengthen central government only through applying brutal punishments. That seems kind of obvious. And a similar view was adopted by most Romanian historians in the 19th century. He's a huge, like, he's a huge hero in Romania. I mean, he's like everywhere. He's on their currency and he's been on stamps. Um, and he was the inspiration of Bram Stoker's uh, Count Dracula. See, that's the thing. That was what was really surprising to me because I've always heard that. I've always heard that he was the inspiration for Count Dracula. I really don't see why. It's not like this guy drank people's blood and was, was that. I mean, I know he was cruel. No, he did. He did. He was set up like banquet tables next to the dying corpses, like on the stakes. And he oh, had them, see, I he had them Yeah, he had them staked in such a way that they would die super slowly, like over the course of days even. I took that as simply that, just lore. Well, it could, be, was... it could be what was created to make him even more cruel, you know, or more. As these were the stories, the right? You said there, were, there was a man like that that's going to have legend. And uh, his reputation is going to precede him. So just like the fish that got away gets bigger and bigger, the more times the story's told, same will be true for someone like this. And I'm not saying this guy wasn't a horrible, sadistic person, but those would be types of things that you could see potentially being um, made up. Made up, yeah. And, And from what I read, it didn't even really seem that Bram Stoker knew much about him, really. That part of it? Oh, okay. And so that's that's just just what I've always, that's what. I've always read was that he researched the hell out of that actually. Yeah, well, that was what was so surprising to me. Yeah, I read that actually. Um, the stories about Vlad made him the best known medieval ruler of the Romanian lands in Europe. Bram Stoker's Dracula was the first book to make a connection between Dracula and vampirism. Uh, Stoker had his attention drawn to the blood sucking vampires of Romanian folklore. His limited knowledge about the medieval history of Wallachia came from. William Wilkinson's book entitled Account of the Principalities of Wallachia and Moldavia. It goes on to say that Stoker apparently did not know much about Vlad the Impaler. Certainly not enough for any of us to say that Vlad was the inspiration for Count Dracula, according to this woman, this author, Elizabeth Miller. So they, she had, they had the origins wrong and some of the other details wrong. So it sounds like it was more of like Bram Stoker's Dracula was built more on some of the, the folklore, as well as some of these stories that later told about Vlad like we said like the reputation preceding him but there are just like inconsistencies and I'm not sure if this was just uh, artists liberties or if he just really didn't know much about it and kind of made it up but they were there were some some of the details such as his origin and those types of things that were just not correct historically Uh, but I I didn't know that there was really much um, reliable information about the stuff you described about him drinking the goblets of blood and stuff. I mean, that to me, it sounds like just a lure, right? Like a tale, but this dude was, was well, yeah, early. I, I don't know if that's actually historical fact, but that was in the books written about him. That he did that. And, and yeah, the author could have made it up to make him more evil for sure. Yeah. Now the Bram Stoker's character of Dracula really took off. I mean, that's what I, I think that's what most people think of when we talk about vampires. Uh, did you did you ever read the book? I never read the book. I've seen many. I've never Empire, I've but. never read the book, but um, I hear that that movie with Gary Oldman in the early 1990s was as accurate 
book as any movie has been. So yeah, the Bram Stoker's movie that was in the nineties or whatever it was, was pretty good. I liked it. Um, and I, from people who have read the book, they said it was as accurate as you're going to get, you know, for a movie. So, um, and you can kind of tell it was based directly on the book because some parts were a little bit strange, you know, like it didn't really fit for the times, but I like it when, when movies are made that are, they try to be faithful to the book as much as possible. Um, there was a movie called Frankenstein that was actually starring Randy Quaid. He played, <laughs> he, he played Frankenstein and it was called Frankenstein. And it was, it was a movie version of Frankenstein, but it was, it was supposedly just like the book. And um, you can tell too, cause it's like, really, this is how Mary Shelley wrote it. You know, like he ends up in Antarctica and all kinds of weird shit. But um, yeah, I guess, I guess that movie was about, was pretty close to the book. I liked that movie. I thought Gary Oldman did a good job. And um, I love the part where he's eating the flies because he can't get people. It's awesome. Well, it sounds like this guy. I mean, I think that it's safe to say that Vlad definitely was a in, insane. I mean, I guess insane, but but uh, an intense person, you know. And again, sort of like almost like a product of the time, and definitely a sadistic person. And you hear, like you said, sounds like a would, sounds like a psychopath. All these guys were though, right? yeah seems like it <laughs> they're all just complete psychopaths just whoever could had the biggest stick and could hit the hardest right <laughs> even so much they turn brother against brother humans are so obsessed with power it's just ridiculous that they'll kill their own family members and it's like just to have power and then what does that get you well power but still you know then they end up having to watch their back because someone's going to murder their ass yeah did you ever I, i'm sure you never got into it i never got into that show game of thrones no, never seen it. Yeah, same. Is that what it's all about? Well, Game of Thrones, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, uh, as far as like historical representations, there was a play about Vlad um, called The Third Stake in 1978 and, uh, and staged at the height of the uh, Nikolai Ceausescu's totalitarian regime in Romania. So that's that was his deal. The play focused on cruelty and ultimate failure of the absolute power of the historical Vlad Tepes it was translated into English in 87 as Vlad Dracula the Impaler as a play. Then there's Vlad Tepes in 1979. It's a Romanian historical drama. There's Dark Prince, the true story of Dracula from 2000, um, American horror war television film, which premiered on Halloween. Rudolf Martin played Vlad. Then there's Vlad Tepes Dracula. It was a Swedish video game in 1997. <laughs> I, had, I had no idea. Oh. And then um, Assassin's Creed Revelations in 2011. I like um, that game, Assassin's Creed. I never played. I only played the first two, but I finished them. Those were great games. Oh, they are good games. Yeah, they uh, were, had that aspect of grinding. You know, you had to grind through and rinse right. and repeat. But they had a good story. You could progress the story pretty, pretty well. And it was interesting twist if you've never played the game. It's kind of fun. It says the protagonist has to find Vlad Tepes' tomb with his skull and sword inside. That sounds fun, dude. And let's see, a video game also called Age of Empires II, The Forgotten from 2013. There's a five-chapter campaign depicting Dracula, starting with his conflict with Vladislav II. Concludes with the battle against Bessori Bloida and other Ottoman forces. That sounds like fun, too. Now, Paul Rice played Vlad on TV in a TV series called Da Vinci's Demons. Never even heard of this. Nor have I. A historical fantasy drama series that represents a fictional account of Leonardo da Vinci's early life. That actually sounds kind of good, too. And then, you know, there's other series and shitloads of movies, as we know, based on Dracula. But none of them are even close to the book. It's just all made up. I mean, it's all made up, but, you know, 
like the movies from Bella Lugosi and Christopher Lee. Yeah. They were just whatever, whatever anyone wants to write about. And they did and made their own stories. So I think a lot of people don't even know the true story, like the true book, how the book actually went. I just, I was really surprised when I started looking at this about that there seemed really to be very little evidence that would, very little link to Vlad Tepe's Vlad the Third, Vlad the Impaler, whatever you want to call him, to like the modern day version of a vampire, aside from yep. a story that, you know, is a classic, admittedly, and some other sorts of stories, legendary folklore, if you will, about some guy. No, it's not like he didn't go outside. He was ha- he was out in battle. It's like he, you know, was dissuaded by garlic. He's probably eating garlic while he was watching people bleed to death on a on a pike. You know, right? So I was yeah, actually I'm... really surprised. I always heard, you know, quote unquote, same here. Learned through whatever that wherever you hear things that he was the inspiration and he did all these things. And it seems like there's actually very little evidence for that, and just it became a story. I did not know that at all. I, that's news to me because I, I was always everything I've ever read or like documentaries basically says that he like researched Vlad the, the Impaler for years to, you know, for this book. And the more you mention it, the more it doesn't make sense. It's like, well, wait a minute. Did he, he didn't really drink blood? Maybe that's just a tale, you know, and, and in the book, Dracula doesn't like impale people on no, spikes. No, yeah. no. So the only similarity or the only thing that's the same is the name Dracul. He yeah, just got maybe he just Eastern got the name, European, you know, or what, you know, or um, what's it called? It's, Transylvanian. That's just where he got the name. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I think he initially named the book something else, though, and he didn't like it or he couldn't get it picked up by any of the publishing houses. And so he changed it to Dracula and, and then it finally took off something like that. So this is one where, though, this guy was nuts, has no real link except for. A story in folklore. Yeah, that's weird. Yet, yet, this is one of those, what did you call it? The, what effect? I forget what you called it. The We did an episode Mandel, on it. Man, Mandela. Mandela effect, right? Yet, somehow right? everyone knows for a fact that, you know, this guy, Vlad the Impaler, was the inspiration for Dracula. Right. And aside from a name and place of origin, possibly. That's it. Yeah. Now that's kind of inspired me to actually read the book. I think I want to read that book. Yeah, you, I was thinking the same thing. I watched the, revisit the movie again and read the book. Yeah, it's it's sold so many, so many copies. I don't think it's ever been out of print since it, since it first came out in 1897, dude. That's wow. insane. I, I'm just reading this right here, and it's like, holy crap, this book is fucking popular as hell, dude. Let's see here. Classic, yeah, literary literary classic, right? How did they now you got Frankenstein, the werewolf, Dracula? Where does the werewolf start? It never even occurred to me. I have no idea. It's funny that you ask. I was hoping we could do that next week. (laughs) Yeah, maybe because there's no like main werewolf guy that started in literature, as far as I know. You know, like I would have to say that this originates a long time ago, man. There's all these monsters and these humanoid things and everything. You're going to date back thousands and thousands of years, probably all around the world. You know what I mean? Shapeshifters and all that stuff. Some scholars have suggested that the character of Dracula was inspired by historical figures like Wallachian Prince Vlad the Impaler or the Countess Elizabeth Bathory. Oh, we should do oh, something. Yeah, we should, we do, should something do something. Oh, she was an yeah. evil bitch. But there is widespread disagreement about this. Stoker's notes mention neither figure. You're right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Trippy. 
I've been misled all these years. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was so surprised. I was as we were as reading, doing up a little reading for this episode. Yeah, I was like, okay, so where's the connection here? Let me figure this out. That's what I was struggling with. And you kind of do a little bit more digging and realize there's very little, except maybe a name, the Transylvanian origin, and the cultural, so you know, trippy. relation there. And it says he, uh, it says he found the name Dracula in Whitby's public library while holidaying there, picking it because he thought it meant devil in Romanian. Oh. Well, there you go. He just thought it meant devil. That's trippy. Crazy, right? That is crazy. Because I always thought it was all about, somehow all about, not all yeah. about him, but like he was, that was like his inspiration, but it had nothing to, I'm completely shocked, actually. Yeah. I'm completely awesome. stunned. Well, look this. at that. We learn, live and learn. See, Scatterbrain podcast doing doing its part to educate the masses. Wow. Ed, educate each other, even. I had no yeah. fucking clue. Yeah. No, I was really surprised, like I said. It says it was a, that mo- the book was positively positively received by reviewers who pointed to its effective use of horror. In contrast, reviewers who wrote negatively of the novel regarded it as excessively frightening. Well, it did its part then. It did what it was supposed to do. Yeah, except, yeah. excessively frightening. Um, the novel, which is in the public domain now, has been adopt- ed- adapted for film over thirty times, wow. and its, char- its characters have made numerous appearances in virtually all media. Yeah, like we're saying, vampires are everywhere, right? Don't you agree, Daniel? Yes, I do. Well, why don't we wrap this up? I'm getting thirsty. I count two scatterbrains and one hour, 24 minutes. One hour, 24, two minutes. Hey, one hour, hour, two minutes. Get this one, dude. I put this together after the fact when, uh, when I went back to listen to our vampire episode. Yeah. So you recall how, I think as Marianne mentioned, that one of the ways that they would prevent vampires from getting people turning into vampires and such was putting rice on the grave so they would be stuck counting them right yeah i thought that was weird well what does the count from sesame street do one grain of rice blah two grains of rice blah that's true what a trip he's the count the count i get it okay that's like pretty meta if you think about it it's above above a five-year-old's Head apparently above a forty-four-year-old's head too, but yeah, or fifty-two-year-old's head. Duh, right? All right, man. Well, this is live and learn, live and learn. You know, this is cool. Or the fact I didn't know that had nothing to do with. Apparently, as they were, um, as far as Vlad is concerned, as the Ottomans were invading um, the last time, he had like some twenty thousand, I think, people, twenty-three thousand people impaled on stakes all around his castle. And when they showed up and saw this. The um the the general of the invading army just turned the forces around and they just like, went home. Fuck this guy. <laughs> That's <laughs> fuck this guy. We're out of here. Yeah. So yeah, he was effective. Isn't he the guy who had he had he had the turbans of two, those two envoys that he that the Ottomans sent two envoys to him and he had the turbans nailed to their heads right. Wow. In front of his uh, throne because it was disrespectful that they didn't take their hats off in front of him. But yeah, he was a nice guy. Very nice guy. Crazy. But yet not a vampire, apparently. No, not a vampire. Lies. We've been lied to. What else is, is it? Is the earth really flat? Oh, no. Is the moon a hologram for real? Well, that was fun. You want to wrap this up? Yeah, sounds good, man. I Again, live and learn. I totally learned that what I thought for a long time was completely wrong. Totally bogus. Yeah. Well, you taught me something today, Dan. Thank you. That is our second installment of our Halloween series coming up on our favorite holiday. 
Anyway, okay, we'll see you on the next Scatterbrand. You good? Yeah, we're good. Thanks for listening, everyone. Do, 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 do. Oh, that's going to be editing fun. Okay, cool. No big... It should be all right. It should be all right. At least you don't have gotta, the other one with three tracks of, of people talking over each other. <laughs> that's true. I, I got to figure out why this Wi-Fi is sucking now all of a sudden, because it's just glitching all over the place. Dude. Just tell them it's glitching maybe, and have them reboot the modem and everything, you know? Well, m- maybe I'll go back in my room for the next one and see if that's it, because I know he, he set it up in such a way so my room would have it better, uh-huh. but I think it just killed it more in the in the kitchen area, so I'm not sure. I'll ask him. Yeah. All right, right, dude. I'll see you later. I'll upload this uh, once it's done converting. Okay. You'll edit? I'll get on. Cool. Yeah, I'll edit. And um, I got an idea for some artwork, too, so I'll get that done. Sweet. Werewolves next week. And then uh, do you want to skip an album or you want to do one? For next week? Yeah. For next week? um, Do you have have an album we could do? Um, I'm sure I sent you one. Let me look. Let me see if I can find some. Otherwise, I'm okay skipping one. We could just banter a little bit. That's kind of fun, too. Yeah, let's just do that. Then we don't have to, like, you know squeeze in listening to an album this week that, that yeah let's good. do let's do that that way um we can maybe do a little and i feel like we used to be much better about researching a little bit even though it was still scatterbrained i feel like the, like yeah sometimes we're a little light like we talk about it and like it doesn't end up this, being much this, beyond i try and research every every week but the last few weeks have been kind of rough for me because yeah. so much is going yeah there's so it. much going on right now so yeah. yeah with a new job and stanley stanley really kind of sucks up my all my brain power so yeah i get you um but anyway, well, yeah, I'm okay. Gonna be, I'm gonna be playing on Tuesday uh, again. Next week. I'll be I'm gonna be playing on Tuesday again. I don't know if you're around around the same time. Cruise by. So yeah, me. actually, I have Wednesday off too, so that's perfect. Okay, yeah, I'll probably leave my place uh, probably nine ish then. I got like 15, 20 minutes to chill for a bit before I go. Okay, cool. Okay, all right, all right good timing. Check your sky here. Perfect. All right, bye. All right, bye. Bye.